The following is another Class Kids Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents High School Basketball. Between the circles to Techmeyer, guarded by Free, back over to Coster. Cannon, guarded by Bach, wants to take him to the rack, draws the double team, back out to Techmeyer for the three. It's good. Perfectly executed by Cannon Coster. Today, it's live coverage of the boys, Class A State Tournament Lincoln, featuring the Carney Bearcats. High School Basketball and KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hit Sports. Robinson got the rebound, hands it off to Coster. Outlet pass, Clevenger, left corner. Looks for the cutter, Techmeyer got it to him on the left block. Good backdoor bounce pass, out front three, Koski, good. The Bearcats are making their first appearance in Lincoln since 2008 and bring, and bring an 18-game winning streak to the state tournament. A pair of wins would put the Cats in their first state final since 1930. It's the Carney. It's Carney Bearcat basketball coming up next, but first in New Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to the Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln with KKBR Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, from Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln. It's time for 2017 State Tournament Basketball action to continue on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. For the first time in a decade, the Kearney Bearcat boys are playing in the State High School Basketball Semifinals. And tonight they take on Papillion La Vista. And according to the state rankings, these are number one and number two in the state. The second semifinal tonight will pit the upstart Omaha South and Norfolk Panthers, which we are very familiar with as well, but we'll worry about that in about two hours. Right now, we're trying to see if Carney High can make their first state championship since 1930. You heard me right, 1930, and I guess Bearcat Nation knows that, and even a Columbus alum think this that is a long time ago. Scott Steinbrook joins us again here today for postseason coverage of the Bearcats, and uh, Coach, uh, it, it's all about excitement, and you know the kids are going to be feeling that, and we'll get to that about first quarter jitters and excitement and all that, but what an atmosphere we have here tonight at Pinnacle Bank. Yeah, it's a pretty special opportunity when you're in the state semifinals. You know, I, I knew we hadn't been in the state finals in a long time, but until we talked about it, until I saw it in the program, it's hard to believe with as many good basketball players and as many good basketball teams as Carney High has had that uh, we just haven't been able to get over that semifinal hump and uh, a decade ago, 2007, Bellevue East clipped us um, in the semifinal, went on to, to finish runner-up to Central that year. So just another chance, another chance to take another step forward for the program, and I think they have a great opportunity to do that tonight. Talk about, as a member of the coaching staff in the back-to-back semifinal years, the difference between opening day and semifinal Friday. That opening day, there's, there's always that deer-in-the-headlights look. Um, for this team, they hadn't been there before. I think back to 10 years ago, we qualified a little bit unexpectedly um, in that uh, in that 2006 year. And then 2007, we brought a team down that we honestly thought we were good enough to win it. And I think this year's group came in with a mentality. Even though we hadn't been here, I think they came in with the mentality that they are good enough to win it. But there's still that opening night jitters that I think you need to get out of your system. And now 
relax, let it rip, play ball, and have some fun. I think uh, also, I don't know how many times kids think about stuff like this, or young men in this case, think about things like this, but they know a win tonight puts them historically in a special place at Kearney High School and the community of Kearney. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if kids are thinking about it, but a lot of these guys are, they understand the past. They understand uh, some of the traditions of the program. They follow the state tournament. They've been coming here uh, since they've been little kids. They know there's no banners hanging in the gym that say boys basketball state championship. We hung the football one about a decade ago. Uh, so they're, they're very aware that it's not been done before. And I think you have a pretty focused team on a mission right now this year. And last night's game created a lot of buzz both during the game and after the game. It was, uh, it was definitely an exciting one last night. And I think, you know, I think Cannon Coster last night showed a lot of people that maybe didn't know who he was or how good he was. Uh, they certainly uh, got a show last night, and hopefully we get a similar one again tonight. What do you do with a superstar? Okay, superstar, all-stater. I, I want to be fair here to Cannon because you don't want to overstep the bounds here, but he is obviously going to finish his career as one of the best all-time players at Kearney High and an all-stater. He has a 38-point performance last night. Keyshawn Johnson Jr. is tweeting at him. He may be at the basketball game tonight. I mean, that, that's pretty big stuff that 10 years ago, even those kids at Kearney High or wherever they were uh, didn't have to deal with that kind of stuff. You wouldn't have that immediate feedback because that just wasn't out there. How do you make sure that Cannon continues to just do what he does and doesn't worry about Cannon Coster tonight? I, I, I don't think I said that right because he doesn't worry about Cannon Coster. Any player could be in that situation. There's, there's some other things out there. Everybody's going to know Cannon after getting 38 last night. Yeah, there's no question. Even just going back 10 years ago, it's a different era. There was no social media to the extent there is now. Husker football recruits were not tweeting at Kearney High basketball players after an opening round game. It's just a different era that we live in and playing and coaching right now. But, uh, you know, part of that is the beauty of this year's team. It is one of the most unselfish teams that I think I've ever been around. They're great kids on and off the court. And, uh, you know, they truly are playing an unselfish brand of basketball. They don't care who gets two points, who gets 38 points. It's all about getting the W, and I think that's what's made this group special, and I think that's what's that's what gives them a chance tonight. Doug Duda, Scott Steinbrook, our producer-engineer Ed Smith here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. I, I'm always – I kind of asked Coach Bronick this a couple of times, and maybe you have to wait till after the season is over. But this Kearney Bearcat team was not a team that was expected to play for a state championship this year. They were a preseason top 10 team, sitting in that number eight spot, so on and so forth. But what do you do at what, there's a point in this season where they had to realize how good they were playing. I mean, this is a 19-game winning streak, but at some point they had to realize that they could put more goals on the board than what they did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think after the GNAC loss to Norfolk, that really sort of refocused them, and then they went on a nice run, six or eight, maybe nine games in a row, and then we played Norfolk at home. And when we beat Norfolk at home late in the year, I think that was kind of the moment where that was a a legitimate top ten win against a team that had just beaten them by double digits earlier in the season. And that just showed the growth of the team. It showed the improvement of the team and confidence was growing, and at that point, you could just tell talking to the guy, seeing him in the gym, um, that, that the confidence hit an all-time high. Then they started to believe. That's kind of been their word. The word has been believe, and they're buying in right now, and it's been fun to watch. Well, we've had two sessions in the book today. We have some of the state finals already set. In Class B, Gretna pounded Alliance 73-46, and then in one of the great games of the tournament, Scott's Bluff 
defeats Aurora, who I thought was the best team I'd seen all season outside of Kearney High. 76-67, Scotts Bluff and Gretna will play for the state championship. Scotts Bluff has Aurora's number. Wahoo beat Winnebago coming from behind this morning, 55-52, a rematch of the sub-district final with Newman, who beat them by 25. Newman beats Scotus 48-36. The shocker of the day, Neely Oakdale knocking down 10 three-pointers and eliminating two-time defending champion Hastings St. Cecilia 55-50. And then Ponca beat Elmwood Murdoch 50-45. So last year's state final will be this year's C2 consolation game. And in D1, Lord Central Catholic beat Lutheran High Northeast 47-39. And Guardian Angels, the eighth seed, but playing up with most of their losses, beat Randolph 57-45. D2 is going on tonight at the Devaney Center. Top seed Riverside and Mullen will be tipping off at 7, followed by Wynott and Mead at 8.45. So that's what's happening at the state tournament. Remember, all six championship games tomorrow on ESPN 1460 and 1550. It's C1, D1, B, followed by C2, A, and D2. Injury report, it's been good, and that's a good thing. Everybody's able to go, everybody's ready to roll, everybody's ready to play basketball in this most important game of the season. Our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We'll be back and take a look at the starting lineups for the 2017 Class A State Semifinal. Kearney and Papillion La Vista right after this on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the time earth now for you. Time now for the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for the visiting Monarchs, even though Carney's the visitors, we say the other team will visit tonight. But Papillion La Vista, ranked number one in the state of Nebraska, come in with a record of 23-4. and four. They beat Lincoln North Star and Omaha Burke in the districts, and then yesterday took care of Millard South 70-50. to 50. Number four is a 5-foot-11-inch senior, Isaac Hebert. He averages nine points and four and a half boards a game. Number 10 is 5'11 senior, Io Akinwole. Akinwole, 17 points, four and a half boards a game. Number 14, six-foot senior B.J. Dang, four points, two and a half boards. Number 22, the 6'8 junior Ed Chang, the leading scorer at 18 and a half points a game and eight rebounds. And number 24, six-foot five-inch junior Peyton Priest, seven and a half points and nearly four rebounds per ball game. 
The head coach of the Monarchs is Dan Moore. They were here last year, and they have not been to the state finals since 2013. They have not won it since 1993. Now let's take a look at the starting lineup for the Bearcats of Kearney High. Number three, six-foot-one-inch senior Jake Techmeyer. Nine and a half points, one and a half rebounds per game. Number 11, five-foot-ten-inch senior Trey Clevenger. Three and a half points, one rebound a game. Number 24, six-foot-two-inch senior Ryan Kosky. Seven and a half points, six boards per game. Number 43, six, seven sophomore Shiloh Robinson. 13 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds a game. And number 44, Carney's leading scorer coming off the 38-point performance, a Carney State Tournament record last night, the 6'3 junior Cannon Coster, averaging 19.5 points and over six rebounds per game. In his second year, Drake Moronic, the head coach, assisted by Jim Moran, Mitch Olson, Alex Thayer, and Keaton Klemek. They defeated Lincoln High and Lincoln Northeast in overtime in the districts. And yesterday here at the state tournament, the 61-50 win over Omaha Central. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We are ready to tip things off between the Monarchs and the Bearcats. Right last thought here from Coach Scott Steinbrook. Scott, what will be different about this game? We had a great guard and a great big man yesterday from Omaha Central and even more talented today for Papillion. Yeah, it's pretty similar in terms of last night with Barron's the point and Chandler with the post presence. Papio brings a similar set of players. Uh, Aiken Wole, uh, the UNO recruit, running the point, and then Ed Chang, the junior, kind of do everything for them with a ton of D1 offers out there, Nebraska Creighton, a handful of others. Um, it's it's interesting, interesting matchups. I think Ryan Costi will, will will check the point guard to start with, and I think Shiloh, by necessity, will have to be on Chang. But but that's a tough matchup because Chang will make him play you know, out to about 30 feet. He'll pull the trigger from anywhere. But, so again, we talked about it last night. A good start is key we got to get off to a good start to the ballgame. And the tip-off, Kearney and Papio next. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Proud to support our area athletes, coaches, and teams in and out of the game. Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Already got an advantage. Rich Broderson's doing PA. Little home cooking from the PA guy. We like that. Well, it's it's electric. Good job, Carney. You're here. You're representing. You're making noise. The student section is three-fourths of the way up, if not farther. And Papillion La Vista has filled in well. There is a lot of maroon. It is not a sold-out crowd tonight. That has happened in the past with the Devaney. But, boy, when Norfolk starts rolling in here to get ready for their game, I think we will have uh, pretty much a, a full game here in the second half. Is it too much to ask for a Carney versus Norfolk final? 
Can I start dreaming about that already? Let's get Carney there. Let's get Carney there. We're ready to go. The black uniforms with the blue trim for the Bearcats. The home white with the brownish maroon trim for the Monarchs. Ed Chang and Shadow Robinson to jump center and get this ball game underway. And here we go in the Class A semifinals. And the opening tap will be controlled by Papillion La Vista. They'll go from left to right. And for the Bearcats, right to left. And the Monarchs with the basketball to get things underway. Chang up top, and he's not afraid to shoot threes. They'll get it to Akinwole. Akinwole over the left wing, a three to start the game is off the mark. No good, but the Monarchs try to run down the offensive rebound, and the inlet gets to uh, Techmeyer, who makes the steal up to Coster, way up good. Great start there for Carney High. So Jake Techmeyer able to get the... Inbound that Hebert just had to throw in. Now Akinwole trying to go coast-to-coast. Coast, lost the handle, and Koski picks up the basketball. It's a three-on-three. Then Koski dribbled it off his ankle, and he turns it over. Akinwole trying to attack the hoop. Lost the ball, and there's a lot of excitement early on, Scott. Both teams want to go 100 mile an hour. Back and forth, interesting matchup. Ryan Koski starts the game on Ed Chang. That's a great matchup to watch here. Now on the switch, Akinwole gets between the two, takes it to the rack. Finger roll is too strong. Rebound, Cannon Koster. Coster will bring the ball up himself here. The first half-court set for the Bearcats, and it looks like the Monarchs will go man-to-man. Koski dumps it into the right-hand corner to Techmeyer, guarded by Akinwole. Just holding the ball, five-second count on. Now starts to dribble as they isolate him. Techmeyer to the baseline, gives it off to Robinson at the high post, dropped it, fight for it, jump ball, arrow, Carney. Right away, different defensive game plan for Papillion than Omaha Central had. Total face guard, total denial on Coster by... Dang for Papio. Still manning it up, just doing it differently. Doing a little bit differently, yeah. And that's smart on their part. Carney ball underneath their own hoop. Lobs it all the way out. Clevenger near midcourt, and he stepped on the center line because he couldn't keep his balance. If they're going to throw it that far, throw it far enough to go get the ball. I see it all the time, not just on that one. We see it in the state tournament. We see it by the number one and two teams. A lot of those over and backs on inbounds. Give credit to Papio. For playing such good defense that Carney had to go to their fifth option. Here's Akinwole, 4-3. He's got it. Io not afraid to fire the basketball. And Papillion La Vista now up by a score of 3-2. Carney High had the first bucket of the ball game. Now Robinson on the post to Chang. Back out Koski and tried to get it inside. And Chang quick enough that he steps around. Third Carney turnover in the first two minutes. Chang will pull up from 23. It's no good. Robinson tries to grab it. It's off of Papillion La Vista. B.J. Dang, the last to touch it. Chang definitely not afraid to pull the trigger there. That was uh, relatively deep. And if he starts to hit those, you do have to respect it a little bit more. Yesterday he had 22. Four of the five starters were in double figures. Coster brings it up, nearly poked away. A lot of reaching going on out there for Dang, but Coster is able to control it. And now Clevenger will set it up. Papio really pressuring the ball a lot more than we saw yesterday. High post now popping out to the top of the key is Jake Techmeyer. Yeah, Papio. Backdoor cut, got it into Coster, and then it's knocked away out of bounds, last touched by Hebert. Great defensive energy from Papio right away, and just very different than what Omaha Central came out with. Tons of ball pressure, lots of denial, one pass away from the ball. We're two and a half in, Papio three, Carney two. Carney ball on the baseline again. Techmeyer looking, looking. And has to fire it all the way out to midcourt again, and this time he does throw it in the backcourt, and Koski goes and gets it. The other thing with that play is if you don't go get it, it's an easy layup on a turnover. Now, ooh, a travel. Koski brought the ball up, was trying to split the two 
Monarch defenders. The ball pops free. I was waiting for the foul. The official says a travel. So Carney not quite off to as good a start as they had yesterday. Coach Drake Baronic yelling instructions here to his Bearcat ball club. Akinwole brings it across the timeline, guarded by Techmeyer, gives it over to Hebert. Now they try to dump it inside, and Robinson jumps the lane. Outlet pass to Coster, one-on-one, takes it in, missed the left-handed layup. Priest played pretty good defense, and Coster finger-rolled it up there and couldn't get it to go. Rebound Priest, and he'll bring it into the front court here. Dang, guarded by Koski. Carney's had a couple chances. They haven't cashed in. They double dang up top to Priest. Baseline open. Short jumper Hebert. No good. Dang runs through. Got the rebound. Fade away from eight. No good. Techmeyer will bring down the rebound for Carney High. So both teams struggling early. Techmeyer pull up three. Got it all met. Jake Techmeyer, the first three of the game for the Carney Bearcats, and they lead it by a score of five to three. The way they're defending crowd, can't you? You betcha. And the way they're defending Coster, Techmeyer's going to have some opportunities. And there's a good trap, the trap that we talked about yesterday. They love Koski and Robinson trap Akinwole. He dribbles it off his foot and out of bounds. Back-to-back turnovers for Papio. And Papio will go to the bench for the first time and bring in Caleb Feakin, the 6'3 junior. Carnival on their baseline again, a little farther in the corner. Techmeyer looking inside, nothing there, and he didn't get it in. Five-second count. Very close. Techmeyer had just about let it go, but right back to the Monarchs. So both teams turn it over, and the Monarchs will get the ball back. Clear it out. Let Chang bring it up. How does this affect the trap and the defense of pressure in the backcourt when you've got the big guy who can kind of handle the ball, bring it up? It makes zone pressure a little more of an option. If you're playing man pressure there, it's a little easier for Chang to bring it up, but zone pressure could be something that Drake will go to with that diamond and press. Chang kills a lot of time. They get it to Fikin over to Akinwole. Trying to move in, pull up jumper baseline from nine. No good. Coster wins the battle for the rebound from his teammate, Techmeyer. Up to Clevenger. 5-3 Carney. Four minutes to go first quarter. Good move by Coster. Takes it to the rack and Dang hammers it down. Excuse me, uh, Chang hangers it down. And then Carney steals it back. Techmeyer's fouled. A lot of stuff going on right now, Scotty. Both teams playing hard. Both teams a little bit sloppy with the basketball as well right now early on. We talked about the excitement, and you're seeing it. Coster got by two guys, and Ed Chang came over there and absolutely hammered that ball down with a block. And we're going to get a timeout here from Coach Dan Moore and Papio. They have just the one bucket of three from Akinwole. 3.55 to go first quarter. Carney 5, Papillion La Vista 3. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. We have 3.55 remaining here in the first quarter. Uh, of this state semifinal. It is Carney High 5 and Papillion La Vista 3. That timeout might settle a few things down here. You would think now, Scott, uh, some of those early game jitters or nervousness probably 
they've settled in by now. Yeah, it's a little bit of bigger crowd tonight, a little brighter lights, but I think you're right. I think the play will start to improve by both teams here the second half of this first quarter. Carney ball, they get it into Koski, who's a little trapped. Then Akinwole knocked away by Dang and out of bounds to Carney. And right now the Monarchs, whether they are quicker than Omaha Central, they are playing quicker than Omaha Central. They're just up. They're just up on the ball in the passing lane a lot harder than Central was last night. 5-3 Kearney. Techmeyer on the inbounds. Carson Schwartz is checked in for Trey Clevenger. A normal switch somewhere between that four and five minute mark, usually of the first quarter. Schwartz up top, back to the basket. Got tripped up, able to gain his composure. Hebert all over him, gives it to Coster. They clear the lane. Cannon wants to take it in, does. Dang blocks it again, but we are going to get a foul. There's Chang and Dang, and they're there all the time. And B.J. Dang will get the first foul for him and the second team foul for Papillion-La Vista. Two free throws now for Coster. And Canada will put the first one up, and it's no good. Last night, Coster was 7 of 7 at the line in the first quarter, had 11 points in that opening quarter. He's got two so far here. And the second free throw for Coster. Shooting into that sea of Monarch players and fans. It's good. So Coster has three. Techmeyer hits a three, and it's 6-3, to three, Carney High. Pressure on, but Akinwole gets it up front to the big fella, and driving in with a finger roll is Ed Chang for his first bucket of the game. He covered a lot of ground in about three steps. That was an awfully efficient press break there by Papillion Vista. They were ready for it on the free throw. Koski up top will get it to Techmeyer. Jake, who didn't have a field goal last night, already has a three and is looking for more. Drives in, kicks it to Koski into the corner, Schwartz. Carson, one dribble. The sophomore now keeps the dribble, finds a little room, takes it in and has it blocked out of bounds. And, oh, my goodness, Ed Chang was two feet at least above the rim. Another block for the junior. Remember that. Ed Chang is a junior. So is Cannon Koster. A couple good juniors playing here tonight. Carney lobs it into Robinson, and he gets tangled up. They're going to call a travel. Turnover number six on Carney. Trying to step through that double team. Papio's got it scouted really well. Coach Moronic didn't like the call. Now the pressure is on. Six turnovers, Carney, four Papio. Up to Ed Chang, back to the trailer. Hebert takes it in, makes too many passes and turns it over. Carney wants to run. Schwartz doesn't have numbers and has to pull up, hit the trailer. Techmeyer can't get the three, so drives into the paint. High floater, no good. Chang being in there made him adjust the shot, too. Rebound brought down by the Monarchs. Akinwole, his pass is tipped, turned over again. Techmeyer has it, looks for the trailer. He finds Coster. Coster takes it at Chang and lays it up and in and draws the foul. Ed Chang with his first foul of the game and Coster a chance at a three-point play. Another great left-handed finish there by Cannon. We saw that last night. We've seen it a couple times tonight again. Eight to five, Carney High leads it by three. 2.21 to go here in quarter number one. Coster, one of two at the line. Takes a couple of dribbles, puts the free throw up, and in. So it's Carney nine, Papio five, six four, Cannon Coster after the 38-point performance last night. Monarchs with a basketball. Ed Chang lobs it over Akinwole. Io puts it on the floor, gets by two defenders, now looking for the opening. Chang fakes the three to the baseline, wide open, dunks it. 
They overplayed Akinwole. When he found Chang, he got by the defender, and it was all downhill from there. Great dribble penetration and kick there by Papio. Schwartz pushes it up on the double team, has to roll it out to Coster. Cannon brings it into the paint, bounce pass underneath the shallow, reverse layup, got the foul, and that might be two on Chang. And Coach Moore will go nuts, and it is the second on Ed Chang. That is huge. Shiloh to the line to shoot two. Similar theme as last night with Carney not being afraid to attack the hoop. Got a couple shots blocked early, but that hasn't taken away our aggressiveness. Yeah, poor Bear Chandler had two early last night. And then, as we said, Carney spent a lot of the second quarter trying to get him his third. We'll see if that changes tonight, trying to get Chang his third. He will go to the bench, and Shiloh missed the free throw. Carney's been shooting free throws fairly well. Last night, they were 17 to 20. They've already missed two here in the first quarter. Second free throw now coming up for Shallow Robinson. Try to make it a three-point ball game, but he can't. It's too strong. The ball's tapped around. It ends up in the Monarchs' hands of Isaac Hebert. 9-7, Carney. 1.45 to go here in the first quarter. Hebert brings it up, and he does so on Techmeyer. Now you don't have Chang in the middle. Priest came in for him. This is a whole new look for the Monarchs. Yeah, this is a much smaller lineup now for Papio on the floor with Chang on the bench. Dang up top. They'll hand it off to Priest. Priest starts on the right wing. Nothing there. Bounce pass up top to Akinwole. Akinwole working on Koski. Wants to take him off the dribble to the baseline. Got by him. Nice move. Layup. Good. Io Akinwole ties the game at nine. He's got five. Chang's got four. Schwartz up the floor to Techmeyer. Lobs it into Robinson. Back out to Techmeyer. And I would think Robinson is going to get a lot of looks here with Chang on the bench. 2-3 two two zone by Papio. Takes it in. On Priest. Missed it. Tip try. No good. Rebound brought down by Caleb Feakin. Nearly stolen away. We'll head the other way. Akinwole able to give it off to Priest. Into the paint. Dishes it underneath. Layup. Hebert. No good. Coster got a finger on it. Rebound brought down by Shiloh Robinson. Bearcats good defense, and then they turn it over again. Akinwole, two on two, takes it at the rack. Robinson waits, has to take a tough shot, no good. The follow is good, and it's even worse because now a foul is called. You'd have rather had the first one go in. And Papio has regained the lead on Caleb Beacon's offensive putback. The foul on Techmeyer is his first, and the first of the game on Carney. Both teams have had trouble finishing at the rim so far. Tell you what, between the turnovers and the missed bunnies, both teams are probably thinking they could be up two or three possessions right now, and as a result, three-point game for Papio. Feekin hits the three, or hits the free throw to make it a three-point game, and that's five in a row now for the Monarchs. 30 seconds to go in the quarter. Papillion Levis to 12, Carney 9. Carson Schwartz checks with Coach Baronic about the play, and now I think he wants to change it. He was going to run a play, then he noticed how much time's left, and they're going to hold for one. In the corner with it, Koski steps through the double team, out top, Schwartz, over to Techmeyer, 12. Back up top, Schwartz, over to Koster, 9. They know the play that's coming. Techmeyer with 6. Backdoor lob, and it's way too high. Off the glass, Koster got it back, though, and scores at the buzzer. A break for Carney High. They were trying the backdoor lob, and it went way over Koster's head off the glass, but Cannon stuck with it. And stuck it back up and in. We are at the end of the first quarter in the Class A State Semifinals. Papillion La Vista 12, Carney 11 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Well, basketball is fun, and as expected or as kind of promised, Keyshawn Johnson Jr. is here in his uh, ball jersey for UCLA, and a couple of the Husker youngsters are in the very front row with the Carney Rowdies. Makes it even more special, Scott. You betcha. That's uh, that's good of those guys to come out and support the Bearcats here. I'd rather see them in our section than the Papio section, so good for them. We'll get to some of the numbers here in just a moment, but it's 12-11, Papio, and they get the ball to start the second quarter of play. Here at Pinnacle Bank Arena, Doug Duda, Scott Steinbrook with you for tonight's basketball action. Papio, five for Akinwole, four for Chang, but Chang has two fouls, and he remains on the bench to start the second quarter. And there's another turnover, and that has been the story, just an errant pass. Each team now has seven turnovers in the game, and we're 30 seconds into the second quarter. Eight of the 11 for Carney from Cannon Costa. So we had 11 in the first quarter last night. But Carney led, and here he's got eight. The other was a three-pointer by Techmeyer against the zone. Techmeyer comes inside and a charge. Taking the charge is Isaac Hebert, and that's the second foul on Jake Techmeyer. He's got both Carney fouls. You know, Papio committing to a little two-three zoner. That's a pretty good game plan against Carney. A lot of teams have been scared to zone them this year because of a couple of three-point shooters. But we saw last night didn't even take very many three-point attempts. The zone protects. Uh, Protects the rim a little bit better than the man-to-man does. 7.20 to go here in quarter number two. 12-11 Papio. Against full court pressure, they get it in to Io Akinwole. Akinwole brings it up the floor, working on Clevenger. Got by him, gets him on his hip, wants to take it all the way, and does. Seven points for Akinwole. 14-11. Papillion La Vista on top by three. First meeting of the year, by the way, in case you didn't know it, these teams have not played. Costa on the left wing. They play Papio South, but not Papio La Vista High. High post Koski wasn't really ready for it. Now a bounce pass underneath to Shiloh. Shiloh trouble picking it up, and Carney turns it over for the eighth time, really hurting the Bearcats. They're fortunate that they've made some steals. Akinwole pull up three, good. 17-11, to 11, timeout. Carney High. So Carney High jumped out early, had a little three-point lead, kept it for most of the first quarter, but over the last three minutes, Papillion La Vista has turned it around. It is Papillion La Vista 17, Carney 11. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. 
Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. Doug Duda along with former Bearcat coach Scott Steinbrook here at the Pinnacle Bank Arena. Game two will be between Omaha South, who beat Pius last night, and Norfolk, who went overtime to beat Creighton Prep. Creighton Prep banked in a three to force overtime, and then Norfolk was able to prevail. And everybody west of Lincoln would love to see Carney Norfolk. Right now, Carney, though, trails by six, needing to find some offense. Long time to get the ball up the floor here, too. They better break the timeline, and they throw it away. An unforced turnover, Scott. Little uh, one, two, two, three quarter court pressure. Good job by Coach Dan Moore. They're changing it up out of the timeout. Common coaching strategy, and it, uh, it flustered us a little bit there. The ninth turnover for Kearney High here in the first half, and we've only played nine minutes. Last night, Kearney had two in the first half. Here's Akinwole, pulls up for another three. That one is no good. Backside rebound pulled down by Jake Techmeyer. Techmeyer flies up the floor, gives it off into the corner to Koski, back to Clevenger. To Koski. Rotated around to Koster, guarded out here by Peyton Priest. Decides to get to the corner. Inside to Koski, but he's not going to be able to do anything in there, and as he kicks it out, the ball knocked away. Up and down the line, Papillion Levis is just a little bit taller at most of the positions, and they've turned this around with Ed Chang on the bench. Yeah, offensively, Akinwole's got more involved, and as soon as Chang went to the bench, this 2-3 zone is not something we've solved just yet. So Coster out front. Let's see if somebody decides to take it inside. Coster deep three, and he buried it. Two three-pointers attempted, two three-pointers made for Carney High, and that was way out there. That's one way to beat the zone, launch a 24-foot three, the hand your face, and drain it. No doubt about it. B.J. Dang kicks it into the right-hand corner to Feekin. Feekin getting the extra playing time with Chang on the bench. In the corner, another three. Papio can't get it to go. Koski soars into the air as high as he can to get the board. Up to Clevenger, back to Ryan. Does not take the pull-up three. Clevenger and Koski playing catch on the right wing. Trying to get Robinson open. A lot of hand fighting down there. Hayden Ball has checked in. Ball is a 6'6 sophomore to help cover Robinson. They saw how big a first quarter he had last night. He hasn't been able to get much going here. And Carney will get it up top to Koski. Koster fakes the three. Starts to get it in the left-hand corner. Forces it inside. Koski got it. Now off balance. Puts it up. No good. Partially blocked. Out of bounds off Carney. Nice defensive play by Hayden Ball. And now back into the game will be Ed Chang and Carson Schwartz will come in for Carney. 17-14, Papillion La Vista, 4.50 to go here in the first half. That last offensive possession, better ball movement. We got the ball into the high post to Ryan Koski. Wouldn't surprise me if they stick with that 2-3 if we see Cannon Coster all of a sudden operate in that high post, try to get to the rim. Carney's second option right now. It looks like they're trying so hard on option one that there's not outside of that 24-footer. That seems to be what option two is. Yeah, a little bit of uh, the changeup of defense by Papillion has been pretty effective. Ed Chang will bring it across the timeline. Keep the dribble here on Koski. Ball screen continues to move into the corner. Double team back out top. They'll get it to Dang. Now Akinwole. Koster on him. Takes it to the right elbow. Back to the baseline. Dang stops underneath. He fell. And a follow is going to be put up by Dang. 
Ed Chang. Ed Chang with the offensive putback after he stumbled coming down the baseline. B.J. Dang, Chang was able to pick up the trash and put it away. Pretty athletic tip in there by Chang. Coster up top, rolls it down to Shiloh. Little jump hook off the glass and in. They got mixed up down low. Shiloh was more open than he thought, and it works out. He got shot a, it probably earlier than he normally would have. Got a little cross screen in the paint there from Ryan Koski. That was a good zone set. Akinwole gets deep, kicks it back out top. Here's a deep three for Dahl. No good. The rebound brought down by Ryan Koski. Hayden Ball, the 6'6 sophomore, tried the three. Didn't work. Carney can tie with the three. Schwartz to the left baseline. Right-hand floater, no good. Nobody under there for Carney, and the rebound brought down by Akinwole. He'll decide to bring it all the way to the top of the circle. Keeps the dribble so quick. Still working, and then a hand-check foul on Carson Schwartz. He just was faster and better than Carson on that play. Yeah, you can tell uh, this this back end of the first quarter, early second quarter, Akinwole has uh, really exerted himself offensively, really pushing the tempo. Substitutions. Carney High will be back to their original starting five here trying to catch their wind right now on this break in the action. It will be Papio Ball underneath their own hoop. Up three, 19-16. Three and a half to go in quarter number two. Ball kicked out top into the hands of Hebert. Hebert to the right wing. Akinwole. Sometimes he's so fast that even he almost stumbles, which he did there. Out to Chang. He's going to take the deep three. It's no good. The ball should go out of bounds. No, the Monarchs are going to say it didn't go out. Caleb Feekin saves it in. And Akinwole will get it around the perimeter into Chang in the left-hand corner. Trying to work his way into the paint. Does. Little baby hook. Sets on the front of the rim. No good. Rebound brought down by Shiloh Robinson. Out ahead to Techmeyer. Carney needs some points right here. Because Papio started to miss a lot of shots, and they're still up by three. They are one out of their last five three-point attempts. Techmeyer slowing it down. Brings it out to midcourt. Coach Baronic calls out the play. 19-16 Papio. Carney down by three. The pass. Robinson got whacked on the arm. They didn't call it. The ball got loose. Carney does run it down. Koski in the left-hand corner. Koski ball fake, but never looking to shoot. Out to Techmeyer. Deep three. Off the front of the rim. No good. Ed Chang will pull down the rebound. Koster tied him up there. Dug the loose ball rebound there. Carney basketball. So that was the call. Missed exactly what happened there. Cannon Koster, good job to get the tie-up. And so Carney yet again will get an opportunity here. 2.28 to go in quarter number two. Inside Koster, he got fouled. He scored. Are they going to count it? Yes, they will. And he had all kinds of folks hanging on him. And it's not so much that they were hanging on him, Scott. It was so hard to get up and get that shot away. And it's on Ed Chang. Ed Chang has picked up his third. He wanted to go talk to the official, and the official said, back off. You could tell right away when the whistle blew, Akinwole went right, raised his hand trying to claim that foul there, but I think everybody in the building knew exactly who it was on. So Chang, with 2.27 to go in the second, picks up his third foul, and Koster can tie it here, five in the quarter and 13 in the game. So Koster takes a deep breath, puts it up. He can't get it to go. Rebound brought down by Caleb Feekin. Carney's exerting even more energy than they did last night. And the outlet pass to break the press is thrown into the bench. Drake Moronic picks it up. He's ready to go. And now Carney can regain the lead. Back-to-back turnovers by Papio. Nine in the game for each team. Slowed down, turning it over a little bit here, though. So many in that first quarter. But Carney 
Seven points in the quarter for each, 19-18. They were down 12-11 after one. Spread the floor again against the zone now that Chang is back on the bench. Coster looked at a deep three, back out to Clevenger. Robinson just kind of running the baseline, now tries to get a back screen for Coster. Doesn't work, so Cannon pops back, pops back out on the right wing. Minute 50 to go here in the first half. High post, Techmeyer starts to dribble, knocked away. Knocked away by Dang. On the run out, Akinwole, nowhere to go. Then he stumbles and has to reset it. So he's all the way out between the circles to Dang. Nobody really covers him. They cushion him off the Fikin who hands it off to Priest. Back in the corner, Fikin for three, and he got it. Caleb Fikin with the third three of the ball game here for the Monarchs, and now they're up 22-18, a lead of four. Cannon Coster, minute 20 to go. Get it to the high post to Koski. Back out to Techmeyer. To Koski. Now he looks at the hoop just to see if anybody's down low. Back to Jake. Jake dribbles into trouble. Knocked out of his hands. Back out to Clevenger. Top of the circle to Coster. Cannon, jump stop, off balance, jumper from 12, and it rolls in. When you got it going, you got it going. And right now, the only person that's got it going offensively for Carney is Cannon Coster. Awfully tough shot there against that 2-3 zone. That soft spot is right at or below the foul line. Got to attack that. And now they want to just hold the ball with Chang getting his third foul. The Monarchs might try to use the last minute. And Carney's got to come out and defend, and they will. Don't just let him hold the ball. You've got three fouls to give. Come out and play. Akinwole does get bodied up by Ryan Koski. Akinwole was almost over and back. One more step, he probably would have been. Good move there by Coach Bronick. As soon as they held it, we went to our 1-3-1 trapping in the high corners here to put a little pressure on him, not just letting him hold the ball. Exactly. Monarchs trying to shorten the game a little bit with the lead. Now they have to inbound it at midcourt. Good pressure, trying to get it to Akinwole, and they finally do. Now he gets free. He's breaking his ankles every time he steps. Akinwole now out Good bounce pass up top to Hebert. Now they're moving the ball around with 30 seconds. To Priest. Priest lost it, got it back, uses his dribble to Akinwole. Now he'll attack. He loses it. Underneath it rolls right into Hebert. He scores and a foul on Robinson. That is the second time the Monarchs have dropped the ball, and they end up not only scoring but drawing a foul. Talk about a fortunate bounce there. Great aggressive defense, tipping the ball away. Just a fortunate bounce right under the hoop there for Papio. So 24-20, Papillion La Vista, 19 seconds to go here in the first half. The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report is coming up. First half stats, score updates, and a recap of what's happened today. Hebert now to complete the three-pointer, and he does. His first points of the game, 25-20. to 20. 20 seconds, 15 seconds, Techmeyer. Carney really would help to score on this last possession, make it a one-possession game at half. Techmeyer working on Akinwole. Tries to get a screen, got tripped. But that's just the sixth foul, so six seconds, Carney will inbound it. And it will be on Io Akinwole, his first. Six seconds for Carney to get a play. The Monarchs going to bring some more height back in. Here's your 6'6 sophomore and Hayden Ball. They don't want to lob into Shiloh or to Coster. Got to look at a good three here, maybe. Well, this will be a, a Shiloh on Cannon screen here. Look for Shiloh to slip the screen, possibly, to the hoop. No, right into Coster. Got whacked. Got whacked again. Got it taken away. The Monarchs will get a shot from half court at the buzzer and almost make it. Boy, got a little physical on the inbound play. Drake Ronick just shakes his head as they go to the locker room. And we will be at halftime of the Class A semifinal. Semifinal number one. 
It's the top seed and top ranked Papilla La Vista, leading second ranked and fourth seed Carney, 25 to 20. And the more physical the game gets, the more that plays into Papillion La Vista's hands. Yeah, you're right, especially in the low block area. They're really letting them play here, challenging shots aggressively when we try to get to the rim. Um, obviously, start the second half, we got to stick with that same game plan of getting to the rim, hopefully get ourselves to the foul line a little bit more than we did in the first half. We'll take a break and be back to Pinnacle Bank Arena right after this on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Remember, our Internet streaming is available online courtesy of Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Your corn, your ethanol, bringing homegrown, reliable fuel source full circle from field to tank. Aurora Cooperative is pleased to announce that it will now be blending Pacific Aurora LLC ethanol with gasoline for the majority of the cooperative's fuel pumps, bulk plants, and on-farm deliveries. This is a unique opportunity that allows all Aurora customers to access their local fuel source. To see how you can access this exciting opportunity, talk to one of our Aurora Cooperative representatives or call 402-694-2106. Aurora Cooperative, putting its owner's equity to work for your farm and now for your ethanol. Play ball! Great feeling and solid hitting. Start with the right stuff from TM Sporting Goods. Choose from brands like Louisville Slugger, Rippet, Mizuno, and Wilson. All the summer sports are made better with the right apparel and equipment from TM Sporting Goods. Save! Then roll in the expertise provided by Steve Varanall and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods on the Bricks Downtown Connie, a division of Protein Design. Every sport... Just like your car, your home's mechanical system needs a periodic wellness check, too. Get this scheduled today by calling Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. An annual service agreement will entitle you to a complete heating and cooling system check, once in the spring and once in the fall. Kelly and the crew take great pride in the work they do and catching problems before they happen, so you can stay comfortable all season long. Call Anderson Brothers today in Kearney at 236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or go to andersonbros.com. And welcome back to Pinnacle Bank Arena here in Lincoln. Our state tournament coverage brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. We have another score in Class D2. Riverside had jumped out. I know it was at least 8 to nothing over Mullen, but right now late in the second quarter, Riverside 29 and Mullen 26. The final two games to go tonight here in A, Norfolk and Omaha South, and in D2 at the Devaney, Mead and Why Not. I guess you just as well pencil Why Not Boys and Girls into Friday, and that's now Saturday, every single year, because that's exactly what's been going on over the last few seasons. There'll be some special uh, recognition here at halftime. Some officials are being recognized, and then kind of an undercover special recognition is going to be going on here as the dance squads have done their job here this afternoon and this evening at Pinnacle Bank Arena. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Papillion La Vista 25 and Carney 20. And Papillion La Vista just showing their athleticism. Scott Steinbrook, former Bearcat coach, doing our analyst work here tonight. So, uh, Dickie V. Steinbrook, what do you think? Well, you look at our box score, and you see that, again, Cannon Coster has accounted for about 80 or 90% of our points. At some point, somebody else, we saw Jake Techmeyer hit the three early. Somebody else is going to have to hit a shot or two, whether it's Shiloh on the inside. Uh, a, a left-handed three from Techmeyer or Clevenger would be very timely uh, to here to start the third quarter. But Papio is doing a much better job 
from an athletic standpoint, from a game planning standpoint, than Central did last night in terms of how they're defending us with the face guarding of Cannon making me earn it more and also sitting back in that 2-3 zone a little bit. What about Shiloh really not being effective? They just haven't been able to get him the ball down low at all. Yeah, part of it is is the 2-3 zone that Papio is playing, but it wouldn't shock me if we start to see Shiloh on the perimeter a little bit, much like we saw last night, just to get Chang out of the paint a little bit. Maybe it opens up some driving lanes, and maybe Shiloh can put the ball on the, on the deck and take him to the hoop like he did with Chandler last night. Well, right now, Riley Jane Hamilton and Ken Hamilton, who if you have followed sports from the Lincoln Journal Star for any number of years... Uh, They are retiring at the end of this sports season, and they are having a special recognition here. Wendy Hendricks, of course, Todd, her husband, worked and still does at the Journal Star, and Milt Teneper, the executive director of the NSAA, are making a special presentation to Riley Jane here at, Riley Jane and Ken here at halftime, and we will take a break while they do that so that we can honor them as well and be back with the first half stats right after this. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. It's coming this Saturday to Buzz's Marine, the largest in-house boat show to hit the Midwest. Buzz's Marine's 61st annual Spring Boat Show. For eight days, shop our new inventory with unbeatable deals and rebates on our most popular boats. Fishing pro Mike Frisch will be here this Saturday and Sunday to talk fishing and Yamaha outboards. Is your family ready for summer? Don't wait. Boating weather is fast approaching. Visit buzzesmarine.com for full details. That's the 61st annual Spring Boat Show, March 11th through the 18th. Your Yamaha outboard dealer, Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. 25-20, Papillion La Vista with the lead. Let's take a look now at the first half stats. First off for the County Bearcats, Jake Techmeyer has one three-point bucket and three rebounds. Ryan Koski has two rebounds. Shiloh Robinson, two points, two rebounds. And Cannon Coster, 15 points, three rebounds, and one block. Six rebounds in the first, four in the second. Free throw shooting, two of five in the first, 0 of one in the second. Three-point shooting, one of one in the first, one of two in the second. Turnovers, seven in the first, four in the second. Almost as many turnovers in the first half, Scott, as they had in the entire game last night. Yeah, we've been a little sloppy with the basketball here in the first half, and eventually that's going to catch up with you if you keep turning the ball over at that rate. And then uh, 11 points in the first quarter. Nine points in the second quarter, 20 points, 10 rebounds, two out of six at the free throw line, two of three from three-point land, and 11 turnovers. Riley Jane, would you like to sign my face? Is that what we're doing? (laughs) Riley Jane Hamilton and Ken Hamilton, it's great that they're with us here along Media Row. They're so cool. Congratulations to both of them. And, uh, again, 
foul situation for Carney. Jake Techmeyer uh, has two. Nobody else has more than one. For Papillion La Vista, Isaac Hebert has three points and a rebound. Io Akinwole has ten points to lead the way and two rebounds, and we'll get back to him, but he's really been the coster for Papillion La Vista tonight in a different way. Ed Chang saddled with foul trouble, still has six points, four rebounds, and two blocks. Peyton Priest a rebound, and Caleb Feekin has come off the bench with six points, four rebounds. Hayden Ball also has a blocked shot. So far in a basketball game, Papillion La Vista 12 in the first quarter, 13 in the second, 25 points, 12 rebounds, two out of two at the free throw line, three of nine from three-point land, three blocks, and nine turnovers. Ed Chang has three fouls, nobody else with more than one. But really right now, Scott, the difference in this basketball game is Io Akinwole. Yeah, both times when Chang went to the bench with his second foul and then his third foul, Akinwole just... All of a sudden, his game just elevates, and that's what great players do. The UNO recruit just saw the opportunity to take control of the game. He dictated the tempo. He got to the rim with a couple baskets, hit the three, had a couple nice passes. The one he even dribbled off his knee and ended up under the hoop for an assist, I guess you could call it that. But we're going to have to do a better job defending him. Right now, we have Koski guarding Chang, and then who's that next guy up to guard Akinwole once he gets going like that? Only three Bearcats have scored. Four Monarchs have scored. Papillion La Vista, 23-4. They have won 16 of their last 17. The only loss was a game that they had won at the Heartland Hoots Classic against Sunrise Christian Academy, one of the top programs in the Midwest and one of the top 30 programs in the country when they played, and uh, let that one get away, 50-49. to 49. But they've won 16 of their last 17. Carney has won 19 in a row, and uh, they trail it here by a score of 25-20. to 20. And you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. We'll be back with second-half action of the Class A State Semifinals right after this. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. I'd sense it as a nervousness as I stand and look behind us at the Carney Bearcat crowd. A nervousness that I know they've had a couple of times, but it's not meant as much as this. Now the season is on the line, Scott. Yeah, there's no question. Down five, halftime, state semifinal. There's some pressure mounting a little bit that we need to get off to a good start here in the third quarter. Obviously, as it was last night, that revolved around Cannon Coster. Hopefully, he can continue the hot hand. We're going to have to do something a little differently against that zone defense. Wouldn't mind seeing Cannon Coster in the high post there to get him some touches. 
but it still may come down to that next option, that second or third option. Who's it going to be for us to step up and make some big shots? Goat Ryan sitting behind us says he can come in and help if needed. Let's get him a jersey. Well, there you go. It's time for our Seeds to Success, brought to you by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weeches or Todd Travis, your Pioneer seed dealer. Science with service delivering success. We've talked all around it. What do you need to see to start this third quarter, Scott? Well, defensively, we have to keep Akinwole out of the lane. Every time he got to the lane, he either set somebody else up for a shot or he scored himself. From the offensive standpoint, just keep moving the ball. Play with confidence. I sensed a little bit of hesitation out there, especially when we got behind. you got to play to win the game. We've done it all year. We've played with some reckless abandon, and I loved watching it last night and all season long. we just got to let it rip. Nothing to lose at this point. So Papillion La Vista will get the ball to start the third quarter, and Carney really denying Clevenger getting right after it here with Isaac Hebert. He will finally get the basketball into him. And now Papillion La Vista to Chang, a pull-up three. It doesn't go, and that's a good thing for Carney High as the rebound's ripped down by Cannon Coster. He'll bring it all the way up the floor, kick it to the trailer, Koski. Rotated around the perimeter to Techmeyer, back out to Koski. By the way, the D2 game is at half, Riverside 31, Mullen 26. First possession here the second half, Clevenger on the right wing. And it just looks like right now, there's only two or three guys that are even looking to shoot the basketball. I'm not sure Koski has taken a shot in the game. As the shot from outside, Techmeyer, three, no good. Rebound gets tipped into the hands of Trey Clevenger and a second-chance opportunity here. Working out top to Koski, back over to Clevenger, just playing catch on the right side of the key. Really, Robinson not getting a lot of movement. What are we looking at from Shiloh in there? We got Shiloh in the low block. We got Cannon in the high post area. I think that's a good... A good temporary solution here, but you said it a second ago. Koski, Clevenger, Techmeyer have to at least, at least make eye contact with the rim and be a threat out there. Yeah, one dribble towards the rim. Make somebody move. Right now the Monarchs are able to pack it in and kind of stand around. Koster will take the inbounds pass on the right wing, and they'll just get it to Techmeyer and get their offense going again. They want to run what they are talking about at halftime. Koster tries to bounce it in, got it to Shiloh, turns around and dumps it. Dumps it right over the rim. Chang went for the steal, didn't get it, and Shiloh's able to get his second bucket. Good patient attack there, finding what they wanted inside the inside the paint. 25-22. Priest with it into the corner to Dang. B.J. Dang gets it to Hebert, pulls up from 16, right elbow, no good. Rebound comes out to Clevenger. Clevenger on the run, trying to bring it all the way down, two on two. Couldn't get it over to Costa to the trailer, Koski. Back to Trey for three. Off the rim, no good. Coster, the follow, got it stuck on the rim, no good. And the rebound by Ed Chang. Coster thought he was a little farther away than he was. Probably should have grabbed it. Now pull-up jumper is good at Ayo Akinwole, his 12th point of the game. Quick transition there by Papio, getting Akinwole the pull-up jump shot. 27-22, six minutes to go, third quarter. Papillion La Vista leading Carney high, trying to make the first state final in 87 years. And if you remember that, you get free admission, right? Lob to Coster. Now under to Robinson. Shiloh leans in on Chang, and Chang holds his ground, blocks it, and then Shiloh fouled him, trying to swat it away. That'll be number two on Shiloh Robinson. Ed Chang with his sixth rebound, and Ed did a great job with three fouls defending that time down on the block. That was a really good possession. Same exact set they ran on the previous play. Chang went for the steal and lost. Shiloh got the dunk. Same thing that time. Chang stayed home, went straight up, got the block and the rebound. 
27-22, Papillion La Vista. Akinwole brings it into the front court. Now off the right wing, he'll get it to Chang on Koski. Ed, double dribble or double team, loses his dribble into the corner to Priest. They about had him trapped. Priest ball fake, got the defender in the air, pulls up from 11, no good. Rebound brought down by Techmeyer. Jake with his fourth. Up the floor to Carson Schwartz. Clevenger's back on the bench. Over to Coster. Cannon looked at the three, back to Koski. One dribble to Jake. Into the corner, Schwartz. Carson for three, over everything. And the rebound brought down by B.J. Dang. Well, Carney's had a couple of different guys shoot the ball, and that hadn't worked. Akinwole brings it up on Schwartz. All the way to the right side of the key, then brings it out. Gets it to Priest on the left wing to Hebert. 27-22, Papio, 4.50 to go in the third. Not a whole lot of scoring so far here. Two points each. Chang from 30 feet. No good. Rebound by Shiloh Robinson. Not a good shot by Ed Chang. Although it would have got the crowd going. Any of those you make from way out there. And it might not have been 30, but it was definitely beyond 25. I don't think you're wrong on the 30-foot. That was incredible where he shot that from. Schwartz with a basketball. Boy, it just seems like Carney's standing around right now, Scott. Not a lot of movement offensively. Got to get guys cutting in and out of the lane. Into Koski. Koski fakes one way, spins the other over the outstretched hands of Chang and gets his first bucket of the ball game. It looked like he gave up on it, but what he was really doing was duping old Chang over there. You know, we've seen that from Ryan Koski all year. He is a crafty operator in the paint there. Just needs to have that confidence. Hopefully that bucket will get him going a little bit. 27-24, Papillion, midway. Four minutes to go third. Chang up top, Akinwole. Working on Schwartz. Pull up, jumper from 12. Got it. He's just hitting tough shots. And sometimes he creates easy ones, but that's another tough one, 29-24. Awfully good shot there. Good defense, too. Just elevated over Carson and hit it. Koski kicks it out to Coster for three. Got it. 18 for Cannon Coster. And it's 29-27 Papillion La Vista. Three and a half to go, third quarter. Schwartz in the backcourt on Akinwole, and he's kind of hanging with him. But I think if Io wants to go by, he will go by. Kicks it over to Dang. Uses his dribble up top to Priest. Peyton. Waits and gives it over to Hebert on the right wing. Skips it back over to Dang. Pull-up jumper over Robinson. Way off the mark from 13. Rebound comes out to Carson Schwartz. A chance to tie the ball game here for Carney. Tried to lob it down to Shiloh. And again, Carney turns it over. Open at the other end. Chang, he'll get to dunk it. Eight points for Ed Chang. Looked like Carney was going to get it at one end, and instead they didn't. Now Techmeyer to Robinson on the baseline. Backs his way in. Lost the basketball, but luckily it went out of bounds off of B.J. Dang. So a lot of action there on the last two trips up and down the floor, 31-27 Papio. That was a big swing there. We went from potentially having a layup on this end, turnover, quick steal, Chang cherry picking a little bit on the other end, got the dunk. Carney ball underneath their own hoop. Schwartz gets it up top, running Koster off some screens. They try to force it into him. It got deflected and stolen away. Turnover number 13. He was never open, and now they bump Akinole all the way down. They should give that to Schwartz. Schwartz fouled him about three times after he crossed midcourt. But I think they're going to give it to Shiloh Robinson. Carney got a bad break there. Schwartz fouled him three times, and then they give the third foul to Robinson. That's just a bad call, bad break. And I think Carson was actually trying to give the foul to stop him in transition. And Akinwole will make his first trip to the line and hit the free throw. He's got five in the quarter and 15 in the game. And again, Carney, a tick away from tying it, now could be down six. Second free throw from Akinwole. On the way, a little strong, but it caught the back iron and in. 
33-27, Papillion La Vista. 2.40 to go in the third quarter. Schwartz gets it into the front court to Techmeyer. Back to Carson. Carson top of the circle. Hands it off to Koski. Just playing catch. Everybody around the perimeter except Robinson, who's down on the baseline. High post now is Coster. He's got to get a touch. Got to get that ball in Coster's hands. He's the only one doing anything right now. Techmeyer up top. Patience. Trying to shade Coster, and the reach-in foul is going to be called on Akinwole. Going for the steal. That'll be his second and the first foul of the half on the Monarchs. Doug Duda, Scott Steinbrook with you here on KKPR-FM. Carney Hastings Grand Island State Tournament Action brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Carney Ball. Schwartz brings it into the paint and then throws it away. He was going to drive and kick, and there was nobody to kick it to. Three turnovers in the quarter for Carney, zero for Papio. Went from the high-low look there to more of the five-out motion, which is essentially our man-to-man offense running it against the zone just to try to get a little bit more movement. Now Joaquin Robinson comes in for Shiloh with those three fouls. This is, as always, a little more key than usual. Two minutes to go in the third quarter. Does Papio extend the lead, or can Carney cut back into it because Papio just dominated the last 90 seconds, and they still have the ball. Up top, Priest. Looked at a three, uses his dribble over the right side to Dang. Robinson shies off him. Dang does not drive, gives it to Akinwole in the right-hand corner. Guarded by Schwartz, puts his head down, bounce pass into the corner, pull up three by Feekin is good. Nine points for Caleb Feekin. And Caleb Feekin, who averages four points a game, shouldn't probably even be shooting the ball, and now he's knocking him down. Down low to Joaquin Robinson, back out to Techmeyer. Over to Schwartz. Schwartz into the paint, leaves it off for Joaquin. He's doubled, back out top, Techmeyer. Techmeyer into the paint, works around the double team, high off the glass, no good. Carney is just adjusting every shot they take inside, and they're making none of them outside of number 44. Right now there's no easy baskets, no easy looks out there for us. Maybe we can get some on the defensive end and get transition going the other way. And we got a foul now on Carney. Going to go on Carson Schwartz. That'll be his second. And the third team foul, now Trey Clevenger, who's been on the bench a long time here in this quarter, is going to come in. Joaquin Robinson out, Ed Chang back in with those three fouls. And that's just it. Chang's not killing Carney. And Carney's down nine. Speaking hitting those threes from those corners off dribble penetration has been absolutely huge for Papio. Unexpected points from an unexpected player right now. Nine-point lead, Papio. They lob it into Chang. Catches, shoots all in one motion. Comes up short. Coster will grab the rebound, his sixth. Cannon up the floor. He wants to take it all the way in. That's a blocking foul. Feekin wasn't set. Coster will go to the line. Cannon was going to do that from the moment he rebounded the basketball. If it was one on five, he was going to find a way to get a shot. And I think Papio knew that. They just didn't quite establish position there. Good job of Cannon by being aggressive. And at this point, that might be what it takes, just him putting his head down and going. Second foul on Feekin. And at the line, Cannon Coster, two of four tonight, 18 of the 27 points. Needs them. First one up. Got it. So there's 19. 36-28. Coster now to shoot his second free throw. Try to cut it to seven again. And Coster will put this one up. It's just going to roll over the rim. You knew it was short. It looked like it almost slipped out of his hands, but he got the roll. 36-29, Carney pressure, trying to knock it away from Hebert. Hebert's able to get Feekin, and now over to Akinwole. Still in the backcourt. 
And then a long pass to try to break the pressure. They do. Chang on a baseline. And a block. Oh, boy. And Chang is hurt. It might be the third on Techmeyer. That was an either-way call there. Techmeyer was there a long time. Ed Chang, I think, banged his knee. Now, we all know if you've seen Ed, there's not a lot of meat there. He is a very quick, tall, slender young man. And he banged that knee on the floor. And he's going to come out of the basketball game hobbling a little. And unfortunately, now they'll get to bring whoever their best free throw shooter is in to shoot two. And I'm sure Chang will be in the lineup to start the fourth quarter. I think he'll be back out there. You're absolutely right, though. They attacked the press. He drove baseline. I think him and Techmeyer just collided knees there. It's painful, but he'll be able to walk it off. Oh, no, no. Akinwole was on the bench. He's trying to sneak up there and shoot the free throws. Nice play. Nice try. Instead, Peyton Priest, who has not scored, will go to the line. He just checked in. Now the referee talking to Coach Drake Baronic about something. I think Drake's saying he was not shooting the basketball. I think they're just making sure they get the right guy shooting the free throws here, making sure that everything's on the up and up here as we get ready to finish this third quarter. Papillion La Vista 36, Carney 29, a very low-scoring ball game here for the Bearcats. 44 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Our state tournament action brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And now we are finally ready to shoot the free throws. Priest puts it up, and it's in. Bounces around a little bit, but Priest has his first point and becomes the fifth Monarch to score. 37-29. Carney just hasn't had any runs in them so far tonight, and they're going to need one if they're going to win the game. Had two good ones last night. Definitely need one here tonight again. Second free throw also good, so Priest hits them both. 38-29, 40 seconds to go in the third quarter. Zone trap again here for the Monarchs. Carney dribbling in the backcourt. Fired ahead to Koski. Now they have numbers. Koski lobs it over to Koster. Back over to Schwartz. Bearcats with 30 seconds. Not holding for one. Over to Koski. Left wing. Back up top to Schwartz. Spreading the floor here. Chang on the bench. Now Clevenger at the top of the circle. 15 seconds. Schwartz back up top. Now they're going to end up shooting the last shot. Techmeyer. They get it to Coster with 10. Coster one-on-one against Hebert. What's he want to do? Six seconds. Crossover. Lost it. Ball knocked away. And will they get a shot away? Oh, Coster fouled him before the horn. They would not have gotten a shot away. When they stole it, they just rolled the ball away so that Carney couldn't pick it up. And Cannon Coster gets the foul. And for Cannon, that'll be his first of the game. Fifth team foul, and that is the end of the third quarter of play. The Bearcats have work to do against number one Papillion La Vista. The Monarchs 38, the Bearcats 29 on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. 
Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. With our producer engineer, Ed Smith, and former Bearcat head coach, Scott Steinbrook, Doug Duda here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And during this 19-game winning streak, Scott, Carney High has never been behind nine going into the fourth quarter, and they are here at State against the number one team in Nebraska. Obviously, it's all order here starting the fourth quarter. Offensively, we've talked about it in the breaks before and talked about it on the air. We just got to stay aggressive, stay really, really aggressive. No reason to keep anything in the tank here, you know, kind of let it fly, whether it's cannon from 25 or guys attacking the rim. Just got to really let things loose offensively and take our chances. Still a young coaching staff over there for Kearney High, so let's see how they handle this as the Bearcats will get the ball to start the fourth quarter and 20 points for Cannon Coster. 20 of the 29 for Kearney High. Only four players have scored. The other four, one bucket. Robinson has two. Coster, baseline jumper, and he's got it. So there's 22, and that's 60 points in the last two nights. But Will Cannon and the rest of the Bearcats get a chance to play on Saturday, 38-31. Pressure on backcourt here. Carney, three of six, by the way, from three-point land. Four of 12 for Papio. Dang right corner. Back out top, Techmeyer. Stole it, and then his arm was grabbed. The foul called Peyton Priest. And a good thing for Carney High because Techmeyer was going out of bounds. He just threw it back into the court of play. Great trap there on the first pass. Great rotation by Techmeyer. Getting the steal, get the foul. Carney basketball. That for Priest is his second, third of the half. That's the first turnover of the half for Papillion La Vista. They have 10. Carney has 15. Bearcat ball. And I think they need to keep the pace going here, too. They scored a basket. Let's get one this time. Set up a good play. Find a way to do it. Costa with the top of the circle. Off the back screen. Cannon can't get the three. Drives baseline. Double team leans. One-hand runner is good. That's all Coster using his body. Back-to-back buckets for Coster. And Carney cuts it from nine to five. Full court pressure. Stolen away. Techmeyer gets it to Koski. Koski falls down. Oh, a travel. They called the travel before Koski fell. I did not see that one. And Drake Moronic doesn't like it at all. He's giving his opinion. That's huge. Carney could have made it a one-possession game in a minute and 15 seconds. Carney's definitely cranked up the pressure here, both in the half court. Give us a chance to get our press set here as well. Pressure on. They get it into Akinwole. It should be in his hands all the time. They try to double him. Brings it up with the left hand. Once he breaks the pressure, they'll have numbers. Now he's going all the way in, kicks it to Chang, and he has it rejected. But a foul called on Carney. Shiloh Robinson blocked the shot, but a foul called on the second defender, Cannon Coster. So now he has two, and at the line is Ed Chang. He's got eight points, six rebounds, two blocks. This will be his first trip to the line. And the free throw is good. So, again, we've had a lot of these didn't, didn't go Carney's way at one end and immediately capitalized at the other end by Papio. 39-33. Second free throw good. 40-33. Papillion La Vista is up by seven. Carney basketball, six and a half to go 
in this state championship game. Underneath, they get it to Coster. He misses the layup. The rebound, Chang. Chang hobbling up the floor. Gives it to Akinwole. Lobs it up ahead to Priest. Up to Akinwole. Koski was there, just couldn't grab it. And now another foul on Carney with the hand check. All the physicality we saw early, and now we're getting tic-tac. Ryan Koski with his second foul. And that will put them in the bonus. It's a one-and-one. And not the man you want at the line either. Last two possessions against our pressure, Akinwole. You can see why the coaches at UNO like him so much. Strong with the basketball. Great court vision. Great poise out there. He's a tough guy to trap. you got to get the ball out of his hands. So it's a one-and-one one now for Ayo Akinwole. He's two of two with 15 points. The free throw is good. And another stat for you, Papio is 9 of 9 at the line. So they are doing everything pretty much right offensively in this basketball game. They are a 73% free throw shooting team, too. That's not good for the Bearcats. At the high school level, that's a really, really good percentage. And the lead's back to 9. Clevenger pull up 3. No good. Rebound brought down. Headed out of bounds. Are we going to get a jump? A travel. A travel called. On Papillion La Vista, trying to grab the ball there was Dang. And so no possession, just Carney basketball. Coster to throw it in, but we're going to get a timeout here by the Monarchs and Coach Dan Moore, their second of the ball game. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank, 6.09 to go. It's Papillion La Vista 42, Carney 33. Carney had scored the first two buckets and had a steal. Then they turn it right back over, and Papio gets four free throws in a row. 4233 Papio. We'll be right back. Listen, college should introduce you to new ideas. It should open your mind to a world of possibilities. You can get access to real-world opportunities at Hastings College, where the world and you align. Find us at Hastings.edu. PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week, covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska. Whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Scott Steinbrook with you here at Papillion, La Vista, Kearney High, boys semifinal basketball, and Kearney High still has a lot of work to do, and by getting those four free throws, Scott, they have shortened the game even more. Yeah, you said it a second ago, with them shooting 73% from the free throw line, it's not exactly like we want to start putting them on the line a whole lot, especially when the guy that handles the ball primarily is Akinwale, one of their best free throw shooters. With only six minutes left, still a lot of time, but every possession offensively becomes critically important for the Bearcats. Canacoster to throw it in underneath the Carney Bearcat basket. And this has been a trouble. Into Koski, left corner. Baseline was open. Didn't take it. Wanted the back cut. Didn't get it. The second back cut to Clevenger. And it's going to be poked away by Ed Chang. The 17th Carney turnover and a foul for Carney High. And just absolutely everything in the last minute 10 has went totally, totally as bad as it could possibly go for Carney. Yeah, you know, you mentioned it a couple of whistles that you get some of those 50 50 whistles out there. And, you know, coaches will say sometimes you get those breaks, sometimes you don't, but we've had a couple go against us now, and unfortunately that puts Akinwole back at the free throw line here. 81% free throw shooter. Absolutely can't send him to the line, especially 90 feet away. Free throw's good. 43-33. Papillion La Vista now their largest lead of the game after Carney had cut it down to five. 
Second free throw is also good, and they're just so pure. 44-33, full-court pressure. Coster takes the inbounds. They double him in the backcourt. Jump pass back over to Techmeyer. Techmeyer between the double team has it stolen away by Dang. Dang gets it up ahead to Akinwole. Has it blocked off the glass. What a play by Coster. And then they call Carney for a travel on the runout. They can take this guy's whistle away any time. Great athletic block there by Cannon Coster. Again, an unfortunate break there on the turnover out of transition. It's always the ref's fault, right? <laughs> and Carney's going to call a timeout. Drake Moronic knows that he's got to settle his team down here a little bit with 5.47 remaining in the game. Carney High will call the timeout. Papillion La Vista 44, Carney 33. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. I can't get this darn radio to tune into the game. You know, Dad, you can just listen to the game on the computer at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Yeah, and I'm sure they want my credit card to pay per minute for something I could get for free if I could just get this radio to work. Actually, thanks to Barney Insurance, they stream free online. You can even download a podcast shortly after the game wraps up. Oh, sounds easy enough. What was the web address again? PlatteRiverPreps.com the other state tournament game going on is the D2 semifinals. It's staying close. Riverside 46, Mullen 44 in the fourth quarter. Here we are back to action. Doug Duda along with Scott Steinbrook. The score, 44-33, Papio, and their ball underneath the hoop, 547 to go. Akinwole throws it all the way out to midcourt where Dang is unguarded. Now, Monarchs just caught the ball, took about four steps, NBA style, out at midcourt. They... Decide that that's not a big thing. Carney really trying to trap the ball. Either you get the steal or you give up layups in this defense right here. Well, Akinwole just got fouled by Techmeyer, and they don't ding him for his fourth. Up top, Ding. And Clevenger will foul him. Clearly, Carney was not wanting to foul Akinwole or Chang there, but when 14 touched the ball, that was a very intentional foul by us wanting to put him at the line. The scouting report must tell us that 14 struggles from the free throw line. 78%. Sometimes scouting reports are wrong. With 5.24 to go in the game. Free throw. In and out. It worked. Cannon Coster will get the rebound. Dang hasn't scored the whole game either. Bearcats need a bucket. Cannon brings it up. Pulls up. And before he can make the bucket, we're going to get a foul called on the screen. The Monarchs ran through the screen. Coster's bucket is waved off. Foul on Dang will be his second. Excuse me, his third and the fourth team foul. Carney to inbound it. Techmeyer on the baseline. Tries to get it into Robinson. Does. Puts it up over. Chang, no good. Chang gets the rebound. And you know the crazy thing too, Scott, is Ed Chang is actually one inch shorter than Chandler last night. And Here's another foul by Clevenger, and they're going to send Dang right back to the line, but now we're into the double bonus. That's Clevenger's third. 
And I mean, Carney is so much more intimidated tonight by Chang than they were Chandler last night. Chandler was a rock, and Chang is a jackalope. I mean, he can just jump whatever jumping bean. I mean, he's got all kinds of her. And I think part of it is is Chang's effort level, his intensity is just at a higher level than Chandler was last night. Dang misses the first free throw. Papio had been 12 of 12 before the last two misses. Second free throw on the way, and that's short, no good, but the rebound almost grabbed offensively. Techmeyer able to get the deflected rebound. DeCoster at the top of the circle. Still keeps the dribble dang on him. Over to Techmeyer. 4.50 to go, and now time is of the essence. Jake with it to the corner. Working on Akinwole, tries to split the double team. Now forces the jumper off the glass, spins out, no good. Koski tipped it in. Ryan Koski elevated, and finally a bucket here. And an inbound and foul, an interesting strategy now by Carney High. They are fouling immediately. And Koster gets his third, going for the steal. And B.J. Dang is going to go back to the line. It says here that Dang is a 78% free throw shooter, 18 out of 23. Maybe they're banking on not very many attempts in this atmosphere. The nerves getting the best of him. Free throw is good this time. So he'd missed three in a row. Now he'll hit that one. 45-35, Schwartz in, Clevenger out. With a lot of time left. And when you're giving up points, you've got to score more every, every possession. We'll see. Second free throw coming up for B.J. Dang. And this one spins out no good, so he's missing them. Ryan Koski the rebound, and then Carney double dribbles without even being guarded in the backcourt. There is zero karma for the Cats right now. That was tough. Ryan Koski turned to make the outlet pass right as he was about to throw it. The guard turned their back. He didn't want to throw it out of bounds, and he just picked up his dribble. Unlucky, unfortunate break there. 20 turnovers on Carney. Monarch ball underneath. They'll get it into Priest. Up top, he'll get it to Chang. Chang even is a 71% free throw shooter. Ball kicked. Priest is a 50, 63% free throw shooter. Then you look at Feekin. He's a 71% free throw shooter. Jake Techmeyer ch- chases down the loose ball. That's more sportsmanship points. That's not what Carney wants. They want real points. Into Akinwole. Just short backcourt here. 4.20 to go. 45-35. Papalia La Vista leading Carney. They have the entire half. Carney led for a long portion of the first half. And now it's keep away. And Priest got his finger jammed over there. He's trying to shake it off. Akinwole trying to stay out of the double team. And now foul. You just can't foul him. You just can't. And he's backing up and going forward into what was a triple team there, Scotty. What does Carney do? Well, I've coached a lot of games against Dan Moore. He was the head coach North Platte for about a decade until he came to Papillion, and they're running a delay game. We called it triangle delay. If Carney's going to foul us, they're putting their two worst foul shooters in the corner and their three best foul shooters up top and just running a triangle interchange, and they're going to be content to milk this thing out. Free throw good. Akinwole is 7 of 7 at the line, and now he has 20 points. Shiloh Robinson, his fourth foul, second free throw. Also good. One thing that's not good, Carney's chances right now. Again, Papillion La Vista hasn't scored a bucket all their points in the fourth quarter from the free throw line. We had that earlier today as Robinson pulls up for three all the way down and out. No good. Chang got the rebound. He's got some trouble. He throws it away.
Well, we're going to say the ball was tipped by Carney High. And so Chang gets that ninth rebound. And here comes Akinwole down the middle of the floor, brings it into the paint, dribbles it off his foot, got it back. Carney's just chasing him, and then it's knocked away. Good play by Koski, who actually ends up in the laps of the assistant coaches, throwing it off of Akinwole. Turnover for Papillion La Vista. Great double team there by Schwarz and Carson on the sideline. Techmeyer trying to capitalize quickly down the lane to Shiloh. Takes it at Chang. Missed the shot. Rebound, Techmeyer. Techmeyer, ball fake. Oh, he kicked it out. Koski for three. No good. Rebound brought down by Techmeyer, and he is going to be fouled. Not sure why Jake kicked it out for the three. He had already body faked his defender. It would have been great again if it goes, but it does stop the clock with 3.26 to go. Is it just me, or does it seem like forever since either team has made a basket here in the fourth quarter? Well, it's been a long time for Papillion La Vista. They only have four buckets in the entire second half. Free throw good for Techmeyer. Akinwole had two twos in the third, a three for Fekin, and that three really turned the basketball game when he made it, and Chang had an early bucket there in the third quarter. Since then, all free throws. They were four for four in the third quarter. Techmeyer's second free throw. Good, so he hits them both. 47-37, Carney down 10. 3.26 to go. Baseball pass to Akinwole. He beats everybody back. Then he drops it. Can't get the shot away. Tries to make a pass. Tip back to him. Every bounce is going the Monarchs' way. He's just playing keep away. Now he takes the runner. In and out. No good charge. Jake Techmeyer takes the charge from Io Akinwole. The official waited till the ball didn't go in to make the call. You're not Carney. kidding about bounces going their way. I think he dribbled that thing off his foot twice in that possession. Papillion La Vista did not like that. So that's the first call that they've booed all night long. That tells you something. And we're going to get a timeout here by Papillion La Vista. So they will have two timeouts remaining. 3.15 to go in a basketball game. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, Papillion La Vista 47, Carney 37. At Aurora Cooperative Agrami, we believe in being different and challenging the status quo because we know you, the grower, do not settle for average. We do this by developing specific whole farm strategies that meet each one of your farm's needs. We also believe that your time matters, and so we have invested in providing unmatched ground and aerial application services because we know the environment doesn't wait. Through a partnership built on trust, we know we can help you make more profitable decisions for your farms. To speak to an Aurora Cooperative Agrami, stop in at one of our locations or call us at 402-694-2106. Aurora Cooperative, pretty known. Owners' equity to work. State tournament basketball on KKPRFM and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. It seems like as hard as Carney is working, again, it's the talent versus uh, what was the word that Drake used again? Toughness. Talent versus toughness. Well, Papillion La Vista is pretty tough themselves. They are. They have good senior leadership from the point guard position. And right now, Okunwale is kind of controlling the game. When the ball's in his hands, it's awfully tough to get a steal, and you don't want to put him on the foul line. Bearcat ball, Techmeyer up on Okunwale, out for a three. Shiloh shoots it. Shiloh misses it. Koski's over the back. He's trying to tip it in again. And Carney's looking for something that, you know, Papio's not expecting. And I guess Shiloh shooting a three is the case. Carney hit their first two threes, and they're one out of their last eight. Yeah, at this point in the game, that's a shot I think Shiloh has to take. He hit one last night. He's hit him throughout the season. Doesn't shoot a lot of them, but it was a wide-open shot. Can't fault the kid for taking that. 
Chang will go to the line to shoot two. First one's in and out, no good. Back in Carson Schwartz. Because Robinson has the four fouls, they're going to take him out. Although it should be their offensive possession. Usually you would see that the other way around. Chang's second free throw is good. So Ed Chang now with 11 points, and it is 48-37. Papio by 11, three minutes to go. Techmeyer up the floor to Koski. Koski into the paint, nearly traveled, kicks it out to Schwartz. His three-pointer is blocked by Chang. For as hobbled as Chang is, he sure turns it on when he wants to. He banged his knee last quarter, and he has limped through the fourth quarter. Carney Ball. On the wing to Koski, back to Techmeyer. They're going to need at least three threes, so let's see what happens. Jake Shoulders puts it up, no good. Trying to dunk it. Oh, they're going to give it to Coster. He hung on the rim. Carney got a call. Carney got a call. Rebound and follow Coster. Fast break the other way. Another charge. Wipe it out, Peyton Priest. Trey Clevenger takes the charge. That's a big play there. Cannon with the tip in and then drawing the charge on the other end. A little bit of momentum shift here for Carney. 48-39, 2.39 remaining in the game. Seventh foul on Papio. Techmeyer brings it up. Bearcats have to keep scoring. Techmeyer has it tipped, but it goes to Schwartz. Schwartz into the paint. Has to kick it out to Jake. He'll try the three. It's on the way. It's short. All Monarchs underneath. Chang rebound, and Chang draws the foul. But, 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 Scotty. You can describe it. I tell you what, I think my silence just described it there. That, uh, you know, we had a pretty good look at that one. Chang brought the ball down, and when you're a big guy and you bring one of those rebounds down, you give those smaller guys an opportunity to dig in there. Dug in there pretty well. I thought we had it clean. So Chang to shoot two. First one, in and out, no good. Chang three of five in the quarter and in the game from the line. Carney just can't get what they need right now. 48-39 Papio, and now we're down to 2.27 to go. And Papio's missing some free throws. They're helping us right now. They're helping us big time by shooting below 50% from the line. We just need to convert two or three possessions in a row. And now for some reason we've got a delay. So there's some blood. Akinwole may have to come out of the game. The trainer's coming to look at him, and if he's coming out of the game, get him out of the game. Let's go. That's the whole point of this. And maybe Shiloh has some, too. He's trucking to the Carney sideline, and now we've got a long delay before Chang shoots his second free throw. When we're done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. All the final stats, score updates, and hopefully we'll get that chance to talk with Coach Drake Moronic. Again, the loser finishes an excellent season tonight. Score update in D2. Mullen has taken the lead over Riverside 52-50 in the fourth quarter. Here it's 48-39, Papillion La Vista. They clean the blood off. Both players will return to the lineup. And now Ed Chang will go back to the line for his second free throw. On the way, and it is good. That's it, guys. You already missed the first one. He missed the first free throw, and nobody realizes it. Chang missed the first, made the second. It's Carney Ball out of bounds. 
If they screw this up, they should never get another game. How can you? You can't blow something that simple. And that's right. I've never, I've never made a mistake in my life. Scott Steinbrook. Doug, I tell you what. If they don't get this right, one of us is going to make sure they do by going across there and correcting it for them. Yeah, at least it didn't take a half an hour. They got it figured out, and it's Carney basketball. It's like when the scoreboard. That happens a lot in baseball. Scoreboard and the umpire don't keep up on ball strikes, but we had that long layoff. Let's see what Carney can do. 2.27 to go. Great basketball teams battling here. Papio's had the better of it. Techmeyer brings it up. Long outlet to Coster. Back to Jake. Tries to throw through the baseline. Trying to get it to Koski. Then it goes through his hands. That slows it down. Now he brings it in. There's nobody there. And he'll lay it up and in. Ryan Koski will put it up for his second bucket of the quarter. Full court press on. Overplaying the ball. Monarchs break it. It's a three on two. Here comes Hebert. He'll dish it off. They'll get it underneath the Chang. The layup is good. Ed Chang, that's the first field goal of the fourth quarter for Papillion, 51-41. Down to a minute 55 to go. Koski up top. Koski takes it to the rack again. Koski scores at a timeout by Carney High to catch their breath. So they pick up one possession. They're going to have to continue to uh, pick up turnovers. They'll have two timeouts remaining. 150 to go in the game. It is Papillion La Vista 51, Carney 43. But they have not been able to get any closer to start the quarter. We're going to keep it here, by the way. To start the quarter, Carney got the first two buckets, cut it from nine to five. Papio got the next two to get it back to nine, and Carney hasn't been closer than in seven or eight. Yeah, great two possessions there, great drives to the basket by Ryan Koski, but make a little progress. Then Papio, great job by them attacking the full court pressure. They get a layup on the other end. At some point, we can't trade free throws for buckets. We got to get stops or steals and turn those into the into points on our own end. They've got to force turnovers, and even a couple of the turnovers that they did force, Carney gave it right back. Like within two seconds, they were called for a travel twice, once on a steal underneath the hoop, the other time after a block shot at the other end. Yeah, if you look at the statistics right now, the turnovers for us in this basketball game are making a huge difference, thus the difference in the basketball game, the eight-point lead for Papio. 20 turnovers, Carney. 12 for Papio, according to my book. Papio ball against full-court pressure. They're up by eight. Inbounds pass. They get it to Akinwola. You cannot foul this guy. They dock it away. Techmeyer, ball fake, got the foul, couldn't get the finish. So there's the steal, and now two free throws with the clock stopped at a 145 to go. Boy, they had four guys on Akinwola. He had nowhere to go. Tried to dribble through the trap, and, and that sometimes works out, sometimes it doesn't. Chance for Carney to pick up some points on the extra possession here. Jake hit a couple of free throws earlier in the quarter. He had a three-pointer at the beginning of the game. The free throw was good. You're just at that point right now where Carney's got to make everything. Everything at the line, especially. And if you don't, you got to get the follow. <laughs> Not asking too much there, are we? Everything. If can cut it, though, to six. It's on the way. No good. Long rebound. Pulled down by Feek in his fifth. Might not be a bad guy to foul. Outlet to Hebert, and they just hammer him. And into the ball game to help commit fouls is going to be Sam Straka. And Straka with his first personal foul. Everything is two free throws right now. And at the line will be Isaac Hebert. Hebert so far tonight has one of one at the line, and that was part of a three-point play. He's a 69% free throw shooter. He'll shoot two in the first one. No good short. Remember, Papio made their first 12 of this game. And they have missed seven in this quarter. I think a big key is we're fouling the right guys. If we don't foul Akinwole right now, everybody else is a little bit rattled. Second free throw good. 
So Hebert gets one of two, and it is 52 to 44. Papillion La Vista by eight. Carney basketball. Techmeyer to Coster. Off the screen, into the paint, takes it at the double team, draws the foul, and finishes. Finally, an and one chance for the Bearcats. Great take by Cannon there. Good job of finishing at the rim strong. Has a chance with the three point play. The murmuring has just started. The murmuring behind us, across from us. It's two different murmurs. It's uh oh on one side and maybe on the other. Coster to try and complete the three point play. It's on the way. No good, though. And the rebound brought down, trapped underneath. Priest has it. Wide open at the other end for a layup. It's good. Caleb Feakin. So, again, missed the free throw. Ends up two at the other end, 54-46. Coster has 28. Shiloh, top of the key, gives it off on the screen. Techmeyer, another screen, Techmeyer. Dribbles it off his leg, got it back. Now he needs to find somebody, Koski. Long possession, can't take this long. Koski into the double team, baseline, Shiloh. He's open, blocking foul, count the hoop. And another three-point play opportunity. You said it, it was a long possession. That possession had to end in points, and it did. A chance to get another one on the board here. Both teams are now in the double bonus. But again, this is just an and one. Shiloh, 0 of 2 back in the first quarter, now has six points in the game. Trying to make it a five-point game, 105 to go, 54-48. Papillion La Vista. Shiloh, two dribbles, puts the free throw up, but they're missing him too. Trying to get the rebound. Changos at the top. Shiloh rebound. Missed Shiloh again. He got fouled. No call. My goodness. This is the state semifinals. How do you miss that call? Shiloh Robinson, great job underneath. Great effort by the Bearcats there. Scrapping, clawing, giving everything they can, trying to get back in the game. I appreciate your positivity. I can't help it, Doug. That's I, turn I... Into, I turn into Pavelka when things like this go on. <laughs> this should be a four-point, maybe a three-point game, and now it could go out to eight because of the lack of a whistle. Free throw on the way, and it's good. That is just horrible that they didn't call that foul. And you can go back and listen to the other 90 games this year and see how many times I point that out because they always do a good job. We need more of our local guys here. Free throw by Peyton Priest was good. Second one on the way, and it is good. 56-48, one minute to go. Kearney had their chance to cut it to four, maybe three, and now they're down eight. They do have two timeouts remaining. Got to go relatively quick here. Yeah, it's possible. Full court press to try and slow him up. Clevenger looking to Techmeyer. Techmeyer double teamed, knocked away. No foul, got it back, still no foul. Techmeyer gets it out to Cannon. Cannon backed up, tries to get the foul on the three. It's way short. Robinson shoved, ball goes out of bounds, and they will give it to Papillion La Vista. I will now take your tactic and just be quiet. But that's not what we're supposed to do. And Papillion La Vista looks like as the number one team, they're going to be able to advance on. Carney has pushed. They just haven't got a break or anything to really fall their way here. You're right about that. We have not gotten a single break all night. Into Chang. Try to lob it over to Akinwole. They do. He'll lob it up into the front court to Hebert. Foul by Straka. And the guy one foot away doesn't call the tackle. 
The guy 15, 20 feet away does. Straka did everything but pick him up and WWE body slam him. I think it's safe to say Sam Straka has come into the basketball game to give a couple of fouls here. So at the line, Isaac Hebert. And a chance to ice it away now for Papillion La Vista. And the free throw is good. And I guess even the radio announcer's emotion was with this basketball team. I mean, they tried so hard. They had such a great season. And I know there's 37 seconds left, but Papillion La Vista's playing tomorrow. They're an easy bunch of guys to root for, I can tell you that. Second free throw on the way. Hebert got it to go, and now the lead is 10. 58-48. Costa will bring it up the floor. Dang on him. Cannon behind the back. He's going to take the pull-up three, but it's short. No good. Rebound comes out. Three on one the other way. Fekin underneath Akinwole. He'll lay it up and in. And it's actually probably going to end up the biggest spread of the game. 12 points, 60-48. to 48. Back over to Techmeyer. Techmeyer playing his final seconds and now a foul on Isaac Hebert. That'll be his first two free throws here for Jake Techmeyer. And you look at this senior class, Techmeyer, Trey Clevenger, Brock Barlett, Ryan Kosky, Brant Barth, Devin Coble, Joaquin Robinson. And they'll end this season setting a whole bunch of Bearcat records at 22-5. and Been around Bearcat basketball a long time, and you know a lot of conversations about best ever, things like that. And I tell you what, this is one of the most enjoyable teams that I've seen and coached and been around. This senior class has given an awful lot to our program over the years. And while the fans and the coach and even the announcer were a little uptight here the last second, last couple minutes, the players never were. Players took it and moved on. Second free throw for Techmeyer, up and in, 60 to 50, 14 seconds to go. Monarchs to throw it in, they get it to Chang, try to get the steal camp, outlet pass to Hebert. Hebert's going to bounce pass it underneath, go for one more shot, no good. Offensive putback is up and in for Peyton Priest instead of just dribbling out the clock. Two seconds to go, Techmeyer lets it fly, and that's the end of the game and the end of the season for the Kearney Bearcats. But maybe this was one versus two here tonight. Papillion La Vista 62 and Carney 50. Papio will move on to the 6.30 Class A championship game tomorrow night when they take on the Norfolk Omaha South winner with a record of 24-4. and Carney will end the season 22-5. and And one of the interesting things is you'll see Chang and Coster playing together this summer on one of the select elite teams in the state. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of the juniors in this year's class that have all kind of banded together and will be playing some AAU basketball. They're good friends off the court, fierce competitors on the court, and uh, they're, uh, they'll both be heard from again next year without a doubt. We will take a break and be back with the new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show as the Class A semifinals will continue. And our area teams are now done for the year. Kearney High and Hastings St. Cecilia both defeated today. Kearney falls 62-50. to We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about getting a great deal on your home energy bill? A geothermal system from Carrier is a great deal. A geothermal system taps into the earth to capture free, renewable energy. You can save up to half in cooling, 70% in heating, and another 30-50% to in hot water costs. Start saving with Geothermal System from Carrier and Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating and Kearney at 236-6437 or Holdridge at 995-4481. Community is a place that means coming together, a place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm, the day's work is honest. 
Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Doug Duda along with Scott Steinbrook here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. One day to go. We will have all six championship games. I'll have the opportunity to call the Class A final tomorrow night at 630 on ESPN 1460 and 1550. The games will also be on PlatteRiverPreps.com. So uh, whether you're from our area, and in this case most of the teams won't be within shouting distance, uh, you can listen online as well at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Com. It's time now for the new sports medicine and orthopedic surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. It went down to the wire at the Devaney, and Mullen knocks off number one Riverside, 54-52. Mullen making just their second trip since the 50s here to the state tournament, and the Broncos are going to be whooping it up tonight after the win. And had Carney won tonight, the Haymarket would have been one heck of a place to be. Norfolk, if they would win tonight, the Haymarket, one heck of a place to be. Um, Scott, we talked a lot there during the last five minutes, one minute of game time about uh, how special a season it was for Carney. It reminds me a little bit of Carney Catholic yesterday playing Winnebago. The season not the same, but the game was so good from start to finish, and then all of a sudden it was over. Yeah, that's always the... The, the dose of reality that hits you in the face, whether it's in a district tournament game or a state tournament game, first round, second round, whatever. Whenever you lose that last game, when you're having one of those magical seasons where you start to think, hey, maybe we can win the whole thing, when it ends, it's an abrupt end. And it's painful and it's going to hurt for a little while. But I, I think this coaching staff and this group of kids at some point will step back, reflect, and this was a truly special season for a special group of players and that senior class that will be missed next year. Well, we will take a look at the final numbers and hopefully get a chance to chat with Coach Drake Baronic. Stay with us. I had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden, I get a call and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornshaw immediately. I had knew about the Morrison Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment, and then you know, we did a couple more tests down the road with them, and then they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber, and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Welcome back to the 
New West postgame show. Let's run down the final stats that I have the basketball game. First off for your Carney High Bearcats, Jake Techmeyer ends up in this basketball game with eight points and six rebounds, including five of six from the line in the fourth quarter. Trey Clevenger, two points. Brian Kosky, eight points, four rebounds. Six of those were in the fourth quarter. Carson Schwartz, one rebound. Shiloh Robinson, six points, five rebounds, and a block shot. And Cannon Coster, what a couple of days he had here at the state tournament. 28 points, eight rebounds to lead the team, and two block shots in the contest. Cannon with 60 points, excuse me, 66 points in the two state tournament games. No question, Cannon Coster played himself onto the all-tournament team as well as most likely the all-state and super-state teams. If people hadn't seen him before, people from the metro areas, uh, they, no doubt about it, walked away impressed with what he brought to the tournament. Let's take a look now at what else Carney did. Ten rebounds in the first half, 16 in the second half, free-throw shooting, just two of six in the first half, seven of ten in the second half, three-point shooting, two of three in the first half, just one of seven in the second half. Turnovers, 11 in the first half and nine in the second half. That's one of the highest totals Carney has had all year. 20 points in the first half, 30 in the second half, the elongated fourth quarter. They scored 21, 24 were scored by Papio with the numerous possessions foul and free throws and trying to score at the other end. 50 points, 26 rebounds, 9 out of 16 at the free throw line, 3 of 10 from three-point land, three blocks, 20 turnovers. Carney ends the season at 22 and 5. 20 turnovers. We talked about it at one of the breaks previously. Uh, That's a lot of turnovers. This team is taking care of the basketball all year long, and when you're trying to knock off the number one rated team, a team as good as Papillion, if you give them that many extra possessions, that puts you behind the eight ball a little bit, and it caught up with us. But no fighting our kids. No fight. They went down swinging, and and, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. We'll look at the final numbers for Papillion La Vista right after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Parents, your job is hard. Helping your student find a college won't be your last parental duty. At Hastings College, we promise to say everything you would because we mentor students as if they're our own. Find us at Hastings.edu. Doug Duda, Scott Steinbrook back with you here on the New West postgame show. Let's take a look at the final numbers now for Papillion La Vista. Six players scored, three of those in double figures. Isaac Hebert, six points, two rebounds. Io Akinwole, he was the game's 
leading scorer for Papillion La Vista. He had 24 points, and he was a big 8 of 8 at the free throw line, coming in as an 81% free throw shooter and even up that a little bit. When your point guard shoots free throws that well and when the pressure's on, that's what you need. You want your leader, your senior, your point guard to handle the ball, make good decisions, and step to the line with confidence, and that's exactly what Akinwole did tonight. So... 24 points, two rebounds for Akinwole, 1.1 rebound for B.J. Dang, although he had a number of steals, a number of forced turnovers for Dang in the uh, first half of play. Ed Chang, I would have taken this stat line at the beginning of the night, 14 points, 11 rebounds, and three block shots, and four of those points were from the free throw line. Uh, Chang had some early foul trouble where he didn't play the full first half. Yeah, relatively quiet night by some of the other games he's had this year. Credit to Carney, credit to Ryan Costi, credit to good team defending. You know, this wasn't a, a breakout game for Ed Chang by any means, but, you know, we talked about Akinwole a second ago. That's what that's what good teams do when one guy's maybe not getting his normal points, his normal average. It's other guys that are stepping up, and, and they had a pretty good collective effort tonight. Peyton Pree, six points, two rebounds. Caleb Feekin, huge off the bench, 11 points, six rebounds, and Hayden Ball in a spare time had one block shot. 12 rebounds in each half, free throw shooting, 2 of 2 in the first half, then 4 of 4 in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, 16 out of 23. Three-point shooting, 3 of 9 in the first half, 1 of 4 in the second half. Turnovers, 9 in the first half, and 4 in the second half. 25 points in the first half, 37 in the second half. Papillion La Vista, 62 points, 24 rebounds. They were 22 of 29 at the free throw line. Four of 13 from three-point land. Four block shots, 13 turnovers. And the top-ranked Monarchs have now won 17 of their last 18 to improve to 24-4 and four and head to the state final for the second time since 1993. They'll be looking for their first title since that year. And Papillion uh, has the guys to do it. And their one-two punch did it again today. But Feakin was big off the bench. Carney didn't have anybody off the bench to do that. In fact, the Bearcats only had four players score tonight. Yeah, that's been that's been a similar a similar scoreline for us all season long. But you said it. The Feakin kid comes in and hits those threes. You know, those were a little bit unexpected. I'm sure he's done it at a timer here throughout the season. But to come in in a state semifinal and have that kind of effort, that's a big production from a little bit of an unexpected source. We will take a break and be back with more of the new Post Game Show as Norfolk and Millard's Omaha South warm up for the second semifinal. Right after this, it was Papio 62, Carney 50. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Did you know that people with a savings plan are two times more likely to save for retirement? Make a plan to have a financially secure future. Nebraska Land National Bank offers a variety of individual retirement accounts with competitive rates. Stop by and speak with a personal banker today and start saving for tomorrow. Minimum to open an IRA variable savings account is $20 with no minimum balance requirements. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land Well, the season has come to an end for a ton of more teams here today. Just two games remaining, Norfolk and Omaha South here in A, Mead and Why Not in Class 
D2 will be coming up. We recap what has happened here today, and Scott, maybe a, a comment or two on uh, some of the finals that we're going to see. Should have some intriguing ones for really a variety of different reasons. In B, Gretna, Scott's Bluff. Aurora had been in the mix. Scott's Bluff beat Aurora. Aurora beat Gretna in the holiday tournament this year. Everyone wanted to know, can Scott's Bluff finally come from the West? They've been here a lot. They were here last year. They've ended Aurora's season the last three years. Uh, Scott's Bluff and Gretna, two of the top three teams in the rankings all year long. Yeah, those are teams traditionally uh, powerhouse programs. Inter- interesting enough, Carney connection here. Carney has played both of those teams this year. Uh, I believe losing to Gretna and beating Scott's Bluff and the GNAC. But, uh, you know, Scott's Bluff has a first-year head coach this year. Their old head coach, Tony Siski, ironically enough, is on the court right now as the new head coach in Norfolk. So Scott's Bluff has is, is not lost a step here. Drew Cuxhausen is one of the best scorers in the state, and if people haven't seen him, they will be impressed by, uh, by the range and the intensity that he plays the game with. And Gretna, they're solid every year, top to bottom. Great program there. That is the 1 o'clock game to start the day at 9 a.m., all of Wahoo will be here as the Warriors will play Bishop Newman. Wahoo clipped Winnebago. Newman beat SCOTUS. So the top two teams, Winnebago and SCOTUS, are in the consolation. Newman beat Wahoo 75-46 in the sub-district final. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty unbelievable score there. But you got to love the fact Wahoo, all these years going back to the, to the late 80s, early 90s, Mick Anderson said Wahoo led Wahoo schools. Um, there was just an article in the paper the other day how Newman is running the old Wahoo 1-3-1 zone, kind of stole it from Mick Anderson, tweaked it, made it their own. The Vedral kid is a special, special player playing on the top of that 1-3-1 zone. So that'll be a great atmosphere in the C1 final. The C1 bracket has been one of the most intriguing classes all year long. There's five or six teams that had a legitimate chance to win it this year. We are hoping to get a chance to talk with Carney coach Drake Baranek as he finishes up with TV and newspaper. And while we talk that, C2 has a fresh look. Uh, St. Cecilia upset today by Neely Oakdale. Elmwood Murdoch, Winnebago uh, went to C1. Elmwood Murdoch in the finals last year got clipped by Ponca. Ponca was the winner of it all in 07 and a runner-up in 2000, so they're a little familiar. Neely Oakdale hadn't even been to state since they consolidated, which has been a long time. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you're, you're testing my knowledge now. Dipping below C1, I, uh, I start to I start to not follow that as much. But when I look at that bracket, if I'm looking, who do I think is going to be there? Obviously, St. Cecilia is the one that stands out, in part because they're an area team, in part because they're there about every year. But uh, it is intriguing to see Neely, Oakdale, and Ponca playing in that C2 final. Then you get to D1, the 11, and that's at 4.30, the 11 o'clock game in D1, Guardian Angels Central Catholic, who has been here a ton of times against Lord Central Catholic. So there is your uh, Catholic school or private school type of a matchup. Lords was a state champion in D1 last year. So Lords is trying to repeat, but uh, still a relatively young program when it comes to dominance. So they're the defending champion, Guardian Angels. Uh, making it back to the finals for the first time since 2011 when they won it all. Uh, Guardian Angels making it as an eight seed. As they said, they bounce back and forth between C2 and D1, and they primarily have a C1 and C2 schedule. Yeah, if I'm looking at Guardian Guardian Angels' schedule right now, talk about a schedule doing you a favor, making your tournament tough. You know, they, they played SCOTUS, they played Crofton, they played O'Neill, they played Albion Boone Central, they played Norfolk Catholic, Pierce. Those are really good traditional C1 powerhouses. So if you look at the brackets, you look at the seating, you look at the record, it feels like they're a Cinderella story. But I think they that doesn't exactly fit the mold of what Guardian Angels is probably bringing to the tournament. Then you have the upset tonight with Mullen, who has 
never been in a state basketball final. They were here in 2011, but before that, I believe it was sometime in the 50s. Uh, Mullen upset Riverside 54-52, and they will get the winner of Mead. Why not? Why not the runner-up in 2012? They won it all in 2013. They were here last year. Mead, uh, besides being the runner-up last year, trying to get back and win it all this time. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I look at that, uh, look at the D2 bracket, Riverside is the team that jumps out at you. I do follow Riverside a little bit. Former Kearney High Bearcat Jeff Schwartz, the athletic director there, state tournament official is also, you know, they have a tremendous senior, Noah Valisic, averaging 20-plus a game. Then they got a freshman averaging 20-plus a game. So if you look at a team that a big upset so far, seeing Mullen advance to that state final, good for them. Great for being down here and uh, having a chance to play for a state final or state championship tomorrow. Time for our Sarah Care Hospice moment of the game, brought to you by a Sarah Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond, call a Sarah Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Well, it was 25-20 at the half, and Carney never got closer than that. Uh, had opportunities, and the moment of the game is not the non-call on Shiloh that could have cut it to four or three and then ends up going straight to ten uh, when Carney was had their last gasp of the game. It had to come earlier, and I... This is one of the rare times I'm not exactly sure when the moment of the game was. Chang, you mentioned it a couple of times, that Chang had to come out for foul problems, and they extended the lead when you would have thought that would have been a disadvantage. Akinwole and his boys were able to extend the lead. Yeah, I think it was a it was a couple of different sequences, but you just said it. When your superstator is out of the game, typically that gives the other team, in this case Carney, a chance to close the gap, take the lead, take advantage of that foul. But when that happened, Papio just really rallied around each other, rallied around Aikenwale, and every time Chang was out, good things happened for Papio in the first half as well as in the second half. We're going to take one more break and see if we can run down Coach Drake Baronic. so stay with us. The final score, Papillion La Vista 62, Carney 50. This is the New West Post Game Show. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Car insurance isn't about the car, it's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? 
That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of Railroad on 1st, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Well, as so often happens here at the state tournament, uh, the coach's time is valuable, and Coach Baronic has yet to come out of the locker room. We just saw the kids come out of the locker room, and I don't know. I don't want to put too much melodrama into this, Scott, but I kind of asked him last night, uh, and, and he, he, didn't, he didn't take the bait, but there's, there's got to be a lot going on back there for him and his coaching staff right now. This is just his second year. So close to making the first final in anybody's lifetime that was here tonight for Carney High. Uh, so much has always talked about the Baronic name, Ravenna, his dad. I mean, there's so much that I'm sure he is thinking about back there with his coaching staff. Yeah, there's no question. I, I've coached a couple of sports for uh, for a lot of years. I've given a given the end of the year post game talk on the soccer field in the locker room after a basketball game. So it is an emotional time. I'm sure his. His wife and, and kid are there. His mom's back there. Uh, obviously, when you make a run, a legitimate run, to have a chance to play for a state championship with a large group of seniors that he's grown really close to. Drake is a relationship guy, and I love that about him. You know, he just builds those solid relationships, has from day one, taking the lead of our program. And when you say goodbye to a large group of seniors, one of them being your cousin and Jake Techmeyer, there's obviously some emotions in that. But, uh, you know, these kids will bounce back. By the time they get back to the hotel room, eat some pizza, they'll be reflecting and realizing what a special season it was. So credit to our kids, credit to our coaches for giving it everything they had this year. Well, we thank all of our many fine sponsors and the seniors. Once again, Jake Techmeyer, Trey Clevenger, Brock Marlett, Ryan Kosky, Brant Barth, Devin Koble, Joaquin Robinson. Not all of them played a lot of minutes this year, but they all helped this team get to where they were. A school record 19-game winning streak comes to an end in the state semifinals 62 to 50 scott steinbrook thanks so much for uh the postseason maybe we can make this a bigger occurrence maybe you can teach me how to call a soccer game someday but that's going to still be a ways away man i and, and i know that you have been so close that there's a couple of those coaching moments those coaching speeches that are tougher than others yeah there's no question it's been a lot of fun first of all sitting around talking hoops with uh you and randy Bushcutter in the postseason at the heartland hoops classic you know it's been a different perspective on the other side of the court here but i tell you what it's been a lot of fun watching these games and and talking about the game because i know these kids i see them in the hallway and they are darn good kids And that's what makes it hard as a coach you know when you lose that last game a chance to take the next step but, uh, you know, these kids, they'll rally. They're resilient, but they're a great bunch of kids, and I know Drake will, will miss them next year, especially those seniors. Well, we want to thank our sponsors, State Tournament, all year long. Also, to our State Tournament folks, Husker Power Products in Sutton and Hastings, Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. We will be back tomorrow morning, bright and early, 9 a.m. on ESPN 1460 and 1550 Championship Saturday. There's a lot of good and intriguing matchups, and it starts with Wahoo and Bishop Newman. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today for our producer-engineer, Ed Smith, and Scott Steinbrook. I'm Doug Duda. The final score, Papillion La Vista 62, Carney 50 from Pinnacle Bank Arena. Good night.